Welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a motivational speaker, business strategist, and former nationwide CEO. I am here to help you uplevel your mindset, your magic, and your money through personal evolution and intuitive alignment. So if you are looking to live a happier, more abundant, more fulfilled life, you are in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to inspire you to transcend your limitations and become the next best version of yourself. I know you will get so much value from this podcast, so thank you for pushing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, magic makers around the world, and welcome back to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. I am so excited, honored, and delighted that I have the beautiful Chelsea here with Once Upon a Wish CT. Thank you for joining me today, Chelsea. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Alexis. Yes, I'm so honored. I know that we've been Instagram friends for a while. I you. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. You were like one of the first people to reach out to me when I started my company. And so I've always been following you since November 21. Wow. That's amazing. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> of so course. Like the evolution of Bippity and like how things have changed and how we like, I went from selling PDFs to now having a platform. So you've seen like really the evolution in the beginning of it. Definitely. And your collaborations with everyone. I know we're both good friends with Shirley. So seeing all of that you've done is just incredible. Thank you, Queen. Well, and that brings me to you because I want to talk with you about your business. So I know we talked briefly about this before we started recording the podcast interview, but tell me how you got started in character entertainment and where that passion and love comes from. Yeah. So I'm an 18 year old graphics student who goes to a technical high school in Connecticut. And I've been a Disney Vacation Club member my entire life. Um, my family wasn't fortunate enough to get the opportunity to be timeshare holders, um, unfortunately, due to my grandparents passing on my father's side. And they had wished they would have given their kids and my dad the opportunity to go to Disney more. Um, so my sister and I got to go basically every single year as kids. And so I've always loved princesses. And unfortunately, I'm only five foot one and half an inch. Um, and but I knew that wouldn't let me stop. Disney wouldn't stop me from making my dream come true. So that's why I decided to start my company and then to also bring such a magical experience to kids in Connecticut who wouldn't have the chance otherwise. I love that. And that's such a beautiful story as well. So before we actually dive into the evolution of your company and like you being 18, which is amazing and having this business, let's dive. I want to like go further into where your love for princessing comes from. So like Mm -hmm. when you were growing up and you were going to Disney all the time, was there any specific princesses that you gravitated towards? So I would say when I was really, really young, it was definitely like Cinderella and Belle, those like the classic princesses in the big ball gowns. I still really resonate with Belle as a reader um, and as just a thinker. Um, And then Tiana was actually, I would say, probably my very first favorite princess. She was the first princess I, I had a movie for come out as a kid. So I always loved Tiana and I'm also a big cook and baker and now an entrepreneur like her and then I also Rapunzel has always been my favorite very creative and outgoing I would say those three princesses basically sum up my personality that's so beautiful because it's like all these princesses give us something interesting that we can reflect on about ourselves like how you mentioned Belle she likes to question things and she's a reader and then Tiana is an entrepreneur and she's a cook and then Rapunzel is very free-spirited and very artistic Mm -hmm. so 
I think that that's beautiful that we can recognize so many parts of ourselves within these princesses. Now, was working at Disney always a dream for you? It, it, it was and it still is. Um, that is still my dream to work for them in some capacity. But I know it's definitely not going to be as a princess performer. So I instead took all of my other crafts and knowledges and put it together myself. Amazing. So if you had, so like, let's say you were of height for Disney, because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the application process really as far as Disney goes or even wanting to work at the parks, because that's just something that I've never personally been interested in. However, mm -hmm. I do know plenty of princesses that have worked at the parks. Now, um, before we go into the Disney application process, if in a dream world where height didn't matter and you could be any, <laughs> any Disney princess at the park, who would it be and why? Probably Belle. As okay. much as I say Rapunzel is my favorite princess, um, it, probably Belle. I um, just really, I've always resonated with her. And like I said, she was probably the first character that I loved so much. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of experience promoting childhood literacy in my life through an organization I ran for 10 years. And so to be able to do that as a princess for one of the biggest corporations in the entire world would mean a, very much to me. And then when did you officially like decide or discover that you weren't actually going to be able to portray the princess of the parks? Um, well, I haven't grown much in the past four years. Um, so um, I'm a little bit taller than my sister and she's seven years older than me. So I knew it was probably never going to happen. She did the college program a couple times, never as a performer. Um, but so I've always known of as long as like I've known that princess that the princesses have friends in the Disney parks. I've known that I'm not going to be tall enough to be one. So it's always been there. And so when I discovered people online, some other some other people my own age starting party princess companies, I it kind of clicked that this is what I could do instead. Would you say what are your personal feelings on the height requirements that Disney has? I, as someone who is big in character integrity, I can understand it to some extent. Um, it kind of surprises me how little of a range there is between characters. Like Rapunzel, I feel like is canonically a very short character, but she starts at 5'3". There's no princesses under 5'3". And a lot of like even the Belle, Cinderella, Aurora, more big ball gowns, taller seemingly taller girls are still in that five four to five six range so i understand from a costumer perspective as i sew all of my company's costumes as a character integrity upholder i understand it but it is still disappointing that do you play bell like a lot in your own business yes i i'm i am my own bell performer yes so that and then so I know that you've mentioned that you have this very strong connection with Belle and that, you know, you would play her if you had the opportunity to at the parks. Is there anything specific in your performances that you do? Because I know you said that you also come from a, a literary background as well. Is there something, anything specific or special that you do during your Belle performances that to you feel really unique? Yeah, I always make sure to, I've, as all of my characters say, instead of referencing like a movie, we say, oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed my story. With Belle, I always make sure to like ask kids any adventures recently and that 
oh, I'd love for you to write them down in a book and share them with me someday in the future because I want to spark that love of reading and writing that I know a lot of kids either lack due to a lack of interest or lack of support from support systems in their life. So I try to be that support, whether it's in a two minute meet and greet or an hour and a half, two hour long party that I can really sink into their heads that being smart is what makes you beautiful on the inside and trying your best is what makes you beautiful on the inside and out. That's beautiful. And is there, so like, I know that you have this love for reading. Do you also enjoy writing? Yes. Um, I want throughout most of high school, I wanted to be a English major and be a creative writer. And I still do love doing that. Um, it would definitely be, I'll always be a hobby, if not like a side dream of mine. But yes, I've always been very book focused and writing focused. I, I also have a writing and reading streak in me as well. Getting like <laughs> in elementary school, like all the little badges and awards for reading all the books. You know what I mean? Yep. So, <laughs> loved that. And then um, like I've written a couple of children's books. And I know that that's one of my big goals is I want to write children's books, uh, probably many of them over the course of my lifetime. I think it's so beautiful that we have the opportunity and the education and um, the privilege to be able to create uh, beautiful works of art, like books and things like that, and, and the opportunity to then share it and sell it to people all around the world. I think that's so incredible. Have you, out of curiosity, have you read The Alchemist? I have not. That is one that is on my TBR, my to-be-read list. <laughs> I would highly, 10 out of 10, recommend it. It's literally my new favorite book. I am obsessed with it uh, because now I, I focus a lot on self-development books, but I also really enjoy like reading poems. And I also enjoy like books on Buddhism and just more like mindfulness books because for me, reading is a way for me to relax and calm my mind. So I think that that's really cool. Now, is there any books in particular that you recommend to children or do you typically bring like the Beauty and the Beast storybook whenever you do story time or do you ever bring any other books? I typically, I, as I said, I'm big on character integrity. I try to keep it a Disney story um, and say Belle brought it from her own library. Um, and then I even have some kids say, oh my gosh, I have that book at home. And then Chelsea on the inside laughs because she's had this her entire life and <laughs> not just it's not just from Belle's library. So I do try to keep it to just um, Disney stories. And then I always try and connect it with the kids through engagement during and afterwards. But um, I was a bookstagrammer for like over two years. Um, so I have had access to a lot of children's books that I'd love to just I love to give to children otherwise and donate. So when it comes to your business, how long have you officially been in business? So I opened Once Upon a Wish CT in November of 2021. So a little over a year and a half. That's amazing. And tell me about how your journey has been so far. It's been incredibly amazing and stressful and complicated and wonderful. Um, <laughs> I do everything myself. Uh, that's it's always been my personality. I do it yourself type type mindset. Um, like I said, I'm a graphic design student and that is my plan for college. I plan on going to school for marketing and advertising. Um, so I've always loved to do that. And that really came out with my business, being able to social media market. Um, and then I 
started creating my own costumes. I sew all of our company's costumes and make details to emphasize them even more and add small nods like our Ice Queen Elsa costume has five diamonds on her shoe because she's the fifth spirit. Little things that only I would pay attention to. And then my parents left. They're like, no one's paying attention to that. Like, no child is looking at her shoes. And I'm like, no, but as a child, I would have looked at her shoes and asked why there's five diamonds. So <laughs> there's always a reason to everything that goes on my costumes. I style my own wigs. I train all my performers. And I honestly wouldn't have it any other way right now because I am a smaller company. It's still capable for me to do that. And I really love having that close connection to everything. That's amazing. So you've been in business for a little over a year. Um, you are a one woman, one woman. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a tongue twister and a half. <laughs> one woman show, but you do have performers. So I know that you mentioned it's been fun. It's been exhilarating. You've been able to put your marketing in there. What has been some of the most stressful experiences for you as a new business owner because you are so young? Um, definitely the time balance. I do work at another job serving ice cream, uh, which we do collaborate with them, Bananas Ice Cream in Wallingford, Connecticut, um, for their birthday parties. But I, that's my, I call that my less magical job. Um, <laughs> that one is paying for college, definitely. Uh, applying to scholarships is my third time job, right? Third job right now. <laughs> um, so definitely the balance of then also school and I'm a dancer. So lots of things going on at once, some of which limit my ability to grow my business. I know a lot of performers who obviously aren't high school age can do things with elementary schools during the day. And I'm not sure my school would take that as an excuse uh, for an absence. So I am missing out in some ways through that. But also being in school, I've been able, my three cast members are my best friends. Um, and I didn't hire them just because they were my best friends. They all have experience with children, whether they're just oldest siblings or they're in the health field, um, either graphic design interests as well. And they all, I'm lucky enough, I have some friends that look like a lot of Disney characters too and really care about having that interaction with children as well as Disney. Um, so having that connection every day because we have to go to school has really built our bond. And then also having access and grateful teachers to help me along the way, especially my two graphics teachers. They've been very helpful in me. I rebranded my company in November for our one-year anniversary, so I had help from my teachers with that. I always ask them about marketing ideas and tactics, so That's they're amazing. great, great help. That's awesome that you have so many resources and everything has been so fluid for you. Um, I know that you mentioned that work-life balance is definitely a struggle because you have so many things going on. So out of curiosity, what are your long-term plans for your business? Like, do you have any, do you have any goals that you want to hit in this 2023 year? So my long-term plans are kind of up in the air until I commit to a college. Um, I plan on staying in the New England area. So one, who knows, maybe Once Upon a Wish CT might become Once Upon a Wish New England. Um, I am lucky enough to know that at least two of my performers are staying in state. Um, so at least I know they will be operating with, they will be operating as the performers of the company during the school year and I'll be able to still run the business otherwise. But I'm actively drafting 
an aerial costume right now and working on Tinkerbell wings. So we're never stopping. We're just, I'm just going to keep going until something gets in my way. And then I'm just going to keep pushing past it because I love doing this so much. That's beautiful. So do you think that you would like to potentially make your business your main source of financial income whenever you're in college or university? I'm hoping so. Um, college is my biggest investment in my party princess company because I will be learning how to really market it. Um, so I'm hoping that eventually I'll have a stable enough source of clients. Um, and I've started to disperse my sources of income. I just started offering videos. Those are things I can film in a dorm room and edit myself. So. I'm hoping with these multiple sources of income and different opportunities and working with different businesses over the next few months, I will be able to keep it going and eventually make it a financial resource for me and my Perfect. performers. That's great. That's, that's amazing. And I'm sure like, as you're already aware, character entertainment companies, like they benefit our lives because they allow us to make magic and also bring in financial revenue to put food on our table and allow us to pursue our dreams. But it also gives our performers and whoever we hire to help us the opportunity to do the same. So mm -hmm. I think that it's such an incredible business model is to have a character entertainment business. And it's, uh, for me, uh, viewing all of the businesses as a whole, it's one of the most undervalued business models as far as like many people aren't able to bring their business into a point where it, it does provide them with financial independence or financial freedom, because there are so many factors that go into it as far as like your expenses and your profit and um, getting money from parents for birthday parties and then corporate. <laughs> I know like I trained some girls in California that are like really worried about taxes. And so, and especially with all the new taxes that are going to be trying to, you know, create for independent contractors and employees. And there's a lot to worry about in regards to being a business owner in the character entertainment industry, because you already just by being a business owner, have your hand in so many different sections. Like you mentioned, like wardrobe, wigs, marketing, social media, you know, bookings, sales, like you're already doing so much. So to also combine that with going to school and also having another job and then being another functioning human being with friends and family, <laughs> that's a lot, girl. At 18, I commend you. Hats off. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. So is there anything that you would like, any advice or any recommendations or feedback that you would provide to anyone else that either has a princess party business or is thinking about starting one or might be listening to this podcast and just looking for some motivational, inspirational things from Chelsea? <laughs> I would definitely say think about it, but go for it. Um, I watched a 17-year-old girl on YouTube for like a year and a half run a party princess company who is still running that party princess company now in her 20s. And then it only hit me that a couple like years into watching her that I could do it myself. So I had thought about it for a long time, but I'm glad I just went for it. Um, and I wouldn't focus so much on trying to be the biggest, try to be the best at what you can offer. I only offer six characters right now. I'm a small company with four people, including me, but I really wouldn't have it any other way at this point. Don't push it too far. Do what you can do and do it amazingly. And 
your customers and your performers and yourself will be proud of that. Thank you so much, Chelsea. You are such an inspiration to so many other magic makers around the world. And in my eyes, you are Belle Queen. You are <laughs> Belle. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for sharing your experience and your journey with me. I know that whoever's listening is going to get so much value from what you've said today. So thank you again. Thank you, Alexis. And thank you to everyone listening. Amazing. Well, we will see you next time and have a magical day. You as well. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.